0: And why don't we give a clap to our worship team and Suze and sound and technique for all they've done this morning. We really appreciate what you've done. See Dave Pierce over there. Great to welcome you back, Dave. Trust all going well up in Auckland. Traffic isn't so dense here, is it? It's quite a joy to come back, really. Hey, let's open our Bibles then in Philippians chapter 1. Last week, I started to speak to you a series just on forces that work within us. And uh, let's just pick up the scripture that we started with, and I want to pick up one aspect of it and, uh, and share with you uh, something that's going to help. So here it is in verse 13 of Philippians chapter 2, and it says, it is God who works in you. God works in you both to will and to do for his, of His good pleasure. In other words, it says, God energizes you, it's the Spirit of God that creates energy, passion and motivation in you. So this is not just about doing things that will pep ourselves up and motivate ourselves, there is a reality, he says, where God's Spirit will energize you so powerfully that your mind begins to want, desire and choose the things that are going to please God and your life reflects you actually end up doing them. That word to do is the same word, energize, so putting it again. It is the Spirit of God, when He's working in you, who energizes you to make choices in line with what God has for your life, and then energizes you to work them out. That's very, very powerful. That's not the experience of most Christians, by the way. Because these things don't just take place in a vacuum. There's some things we have to do. There's a part we play in cooperating with God. Notice the context it says you work out your salvation. There are our part, we play in it. And we looked last week at some forces that work or energize us. Some are very negative. So we looked at sin and we saw that sin works death in us. It actually creates an energy that's quite negative, depressing, uh, brings uh, isolation, brings us into a place uh, where we don't want to be We saw also that evil spirits work in us It's the same word, energize Evil spirits create negative energy flows in our life That depress us, frustrate us, irritate us And strengthen sin working in our life But we saw also that God works in us And I'll talk a bit more about that But I want to pick one aspect of it That we touched last week And it's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 Here it is in verse 13, for this reason we thank God, and Paul's saying, without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works. There it is again, the word works. The word of God works in people. It may not be working in you, but it can do. So don't bring the Word of God down to your experience, have a look at what God says, and begin to expect your experience to come up to that It tells us that God's Word energizes us, and that's interesting, so I always think, how on earth does that happen? What part do I play in this? Because for a lot of us, when we read the Bible, we find that you read it, and you've read three or four pages, or chapters, or whatever, and then you don't sort of remember much, and it hasn't really done much, either. Probably you're sleepy by then, and that's the experience of many people, and so, but there are some things we can do which will cause God's Word to create energy inside us, and to effectively strengthen our spirit so our outer life begins to change, but we have to cooperate with God, so God's Word can do this. Why can God's Word do this? Because He said in John 6.63, the words I speak to you are spirit. So, the only thing that can energize your spirit is spiritual substance, something spiritual energizes you. Now, for example, how many this morning, uh, you may have come in heavy or tired or weary, whatever, problems, but as we've been in this atmosphere where there's been strong praise and exalting God, felt yourself becoming energized on the inside. How many have found quite energized? Very good, a lot of people. That's normal when you come into an experience of worship, that energy is a spiritual energy comes about, by the way, as you participate, not as you spectate. You can come into a meeting like this, and you can be absolutely unmoved by everything. We can be in the most wonderful worship time, and God's presence is touching some, and He's not touching you. That's because of a failure to participate. It's always about participation. That's why when we come together, often uh, it's very slow and sluggish to get started because we kind of come in as spectators and passive, leaning on the musicians to do something for us rather than arising in our spirit to engage with God That's something we could speak on another time I want to speak on this one here of the Word of God energising us The question we have then, how does the Word of God energise us? So let's go back into the verse The first thing is, you have to place value on God's Word. I wander around, I look around, I watch people coming in, I find how many people don't have a Bible. Now, I know we put the words up in there, but I like to have a Bible. I like to have my own Bible, I like to mark my Bible, I read my Bible and mark it and and take notes of what God is saying, because the Word of God can energize me. Word of God can bring miracles into my life, you see? And so I want you to notice something here, the first thing is you have to place value on the Word of God, notice what it says here, you did not receive it as the word of men, so it says something they didn't do, and then something they did do So the first of all he said, you didn't receive it as the word of men, now what does it mean by that? Just have a think about what that might mean If we're talking about some words being the words of men, in other words, someone is just sharing their opinions and their ideas, it's a lot of information You can go on the internet and get a lot of information You can download words, you can download pages of words But they may not do you any good whatsoever, and particularly in terms of your spiritual life They can help or not help, the problem is in how we receive them Now, if you receive just the words of men, here's some things that you would automatically think, well it's just his opinion And so immediately you dismiss the words as having much authority there's no authority in this. Uh, uh, we think then it's just someone's opinion, it's someone's ideas, it's quite interesting information, and the attitude is, you take it or leave it. So, if I agree with it, I'll take it, if I don't agree with it, I'll leave it. And that's the mentality we have with the things that people say. Not only that, many people say things which are either not true or, exhorted or exaggerated, so we have a tendency when we hear messages to filter them all through and just pick on little bits that we would like or agree with, and we're receiving it as if it's the word of men. Now, it says here, you did not receive this word as though it was the word of men, or just people preaching. You received it as the word of God. Now, to receive something as the word of God means, I am listening for God to speak to me. In other words, it doesn't matter who's up there preaching. I believe that God, if His word is preached with uh, boldness and, and strength, that I can receive something from the Word of God. So in coming into a message, I may preach on this, but in, so if, like if I come into a, into a place where someone's preaching, they may be preaching a particular message, but I'm listening for what God wants to say through it. And I know that at certain points in a message, He will start to speak to me, and I always have a pad, and I write down the things that God is bringing to my attention while I'm speaking. Now that's what it means to receive it as the Word of God receive it as the word of men well it's nothing but it's very very clear from experience that about 70% of what you hear you'll forget that doesn't leave much that you remember so we can have great messages but what really counts is what is God speaking to you in the midst of it you've got to value the preaching of the word not well who's the preacher who isn't the preacher but what is God speaking to me in the midst of it now that's a heart issue. That's a heart, that's why we have worship, it's to prepare the heart and loving God to be open to respond and hear what God wants to say through whatever message is preached. Otherwise, it's the words of men. So you'll look and you'll judge and we have this person preaching, oh well that's so and so, or that's Pastor Mike, or this Lynn or this so and so, and so what we do is we treat it all as the words of men and we don't come with the right attitude so we can't receive. So it's first that you have to place value that God's word, no matter who preaches it and how badly they preach, can still speak to me. That's nothing to do with how good the preacher is. That's belief that God's word carries power. And that when it's spoken and when it's preached, it will have ability to, to bring about some fruit in my life. God says in Isaiah 12, a word shall not return to me void. It will not return without doing something. Unless, of course, Unless, of course, you actually don't take it in. And so it's all in valuing the Word of God. So if I treat the, the message that comes as the Word of God, then there's authority in it. There's power to change my life. There's power to give me hope. In fact, out of any place I go, if I will have a right heart and attitude towards God and look past the speaker to listen to the Spirit of God, he will speak. He will speak. I've been in all kinds of places with some of the worst preachers in the world, and God still spoke. It had to do with a heart attitude the idea? so value. notice what it says in Psalm 119 verse 105 your word is a lamp, it'll light up my way in other words we're putting it simply, when I'm struggling to know what to do if I'll just hear your words they will give me inspiration and show me what I need to do, so here's another one here in Psalm 119 verse 89, forever O Lord your word is settled in heaven, so if God's word says it, it is settled like a decree Demons will yield to it, circumstances will yield to it, it's settled, there's no arguing, it's established in the realm of the spirit. I've got to bring it into the realm of the earth, Uh, in, in, in Jeremiah 23, 29, is not my word like a fire? Oh, you imagine a burning, blazing fire, the word of God is like a fire, that's when the Holy Ghost gets it, it can start to burn in you. You know, the disciples said when Jesus spoke the word to us, did not our hearts burn inside us? He said, is not my word like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rocks? Oh, I was thinking, I was watching some guys working yesterday, and they had some big sledgehammers, and there's the concrete, and I saw this guy, he's got his shirt off, and he's got tattoos all up his arm, and boom, and I'm watching this thing, and boom, and there's nothing, this concrete just stands solid, and then boom, a crack started to appear and boom, another crack started to appear before I know it, now there's just a big hole where there was concrete and the Bible says that's what the word of God is like every hard situation God's word is like a hammer that can bash it and break it open and shift it, that's what God says his word is about, well you may agree with it or not you understand, if I don't agree that it's a hammer, then it's not a hammer it won't be a hammer for me it'll be a hammer for someone who can believe If I believe that God's Word is a fire, then if I learn how to take it in and get it in my life, it can burn inside me till I ignite. If I believe God's Word is a lamp, then I can get it into my heart, and at the right times it'll speak to me, just like that. It'll speak to me if it's in me. It's so important to get the Word of God into our lives and hearts. You need the simple skills and the ability to get God's Word in. Why? Because... The Word of God can energize your life mightily. say that's what God says. See so you're going to be receiving it right now as the Word of God or, or something else. Here's another thing. Have a look at this. Look at this. Hebrews chapter four, Hebrews chapter four. See how you receive the word depends on whether it can do any work in your life. There's so many aspects of this, but we'll just pick up this one here. Look at this in Hebrews chapter four. Uh, Since there remains in verse one a promise of the entrance rest, let us fear lest any seem to come short of it. Now here it is. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as them. But, but is the but. <laughs> but the word they heard did not have any value to them whatsoever, and produced not a bit of fruit. Now that's an extraordinary thing to say. Why did it tell us that the word It says He's talking about the Hebrew people coming out of Egypt, uh, redeemed by the blood, walking through the wilderness with a promise of inheritance, and this is what the Bible says, they heard the gospel. What do they hear? What gospel do they hear? They heard the gospel of the kingdom, that there is a realm of inheritance for you to possess that advances God's purpose on the earth. They heard the same gospel as we have heard, And, and the Bible says though it did them no good because of one factor. It was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. Notice it said, they got the word, but it didn't do them any good. They got the message, but it didn't do them any good. Now, why did it not do them any good? Because something was missing in their response. And it says they were not joined to it by faith. That that word joined is to be mixed, uh, it's to be connected. They were not joined to it by faith. How about that? so Hebrews 4 so they they missed out on what they could have had because they weren't joined to it by faith God's word is powerful Hebrews 4.12 it says it's like a sharp sword it says it's alive or quick it's full of the life of God Hebrews 4.12 full of the life of God breathed in by the spirit of God this Bible that you have in your hands or don't have in your hands men died to get it to you men shed their blood to get it to you. They were tortured and burned and suffered to get this word to you in a written form. And the Bible says, Hebrews 4:12, the word of God is quick, it's alive with the life of God. It is sharp. It's, it's sharp like a two-edged sword. In other words, it's so sharp it can just penetrate through with one slice without hacking. Imagine I saw in a movie and they're trying to get this guy's head off with a the sword. There are a lot of hacks to get that head off. He said, Shoosh! Like that. That's what the word does. Go straight to it. Straight to it like that. No hacking with the word of God. <laughs> nice and sharp. Right? Well, the Bible's full of pictures like that. Some people don't want to think about them because they're too nice. But I'd like to think that when I speak the word of God, it'll hack the head off of them. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Eh? Sharper than any two edges or quick and powerful. The word powerful means Here it is again, energeo, to be energetic or life-giving or energizing. See, we tend to love experiences that are created in in group situations, but there's something that can only be done in our our life with God. Let's get his word into our heart. So it said this word did not profit them It was no use, it didn't do any good Not because it couldn't do it But because they, how they responded They did not receive it Notice what the Thessalonians did Here we come to the second thing In 1 Thessalonians 2.13 You did not receive it as the word of man But as the word of God Which works powerfully in you who believe So I must first of all value God's word Your Bible, this Bible you carry You may not understand all of it there's a lot of it I don't understand, I can tell you now. But there's some, I really do, and it's the bit you really do you've got to be working on in your life. And you see, we can expand what we understand because knowledge comes to those who apply what God has given them already. So I need to receive it as a friend, to receive it as someone who can help me. Take your Bible, this is my brand, it can help me. Bring the Word of God near into your heart, take hold of it. And here's the problem, with Western thinking, with Western thinking it's like this, Western thinking is, goes something like this, to believe something, I believe it, right then, what I mean when I say I believe it, yeah I read that verse and I agree with it, that's what we think, that's Western thinking, I looked it up on the internet and I got an article on it, it's a good article too, I agreed with that article as well, that is Western thinking and it's informational or cognitive based, and we think because I know it, that I know it because our western thinking is, if I've heard that story before then I know it so we, someone stands up and reads a passage, well I know that someone tries to share with you about something, well I know that isn't it great, good for you, you know so much but not biblically from a western point of view we've got heaps of information and in fact there's so much information you an overload the problem is, what to do with what you have and in the kingdom of God, little is best A little you get a little and put it into place, you get more. But if you have a lot of information and don't do anything with it, you end up in a bad place. Because you believe you actually are in a great place with God when you're not. And that's why the court of the Bible says: if I don't do the word of God, if I don't apply into my life what God's saying to me, actually I end up quite deceived because I think I'm doing real well. Because I measure doing real well by the information I know. I've got this. And I got three folders with the Bible notes. I've been to Bible school. (laughs) Got a whole, I got a whole folder full of Ian's notes and the CD. But you know what? None of this, in the end, until it's applied, changes my life. So the Hebrew way of thinking is very simply this: what you are doing is what you know. You understand what you are doing is what you really believe. See, so we can say we believe all things. All kinds of things. In James chapter 2, it says, well, the demons believe in God. (laughs) They really do believe, you know, but it doesn't save them. So knowing about God and even believing the things about him, uh, that's one thing. But actually to apply it into your life is where, that's where energy comes. That's where traction comes. That's where real change comes. The day you start to do something you weren't doing before, that's when the change takes place. So the knowledge, there's so much knowledge. You can go on the internet today, and go on the TV, there's so many messages. But you know what I'm interested in? I'm not interested in all those messages. I'm interested in what God is saying to us here. You understand? Because all those messages may be great and many of them apply to what God is saying in other parts of the world. But what is God saying to us here in Hastings and Napier and Hawke's Bay in New Zealand? That's what's important. That's what you want to be tuned into. What is God saying to us as a community? What is God speaking to us? And more important, am I hearing it and am I responding? That's what really counts. Oh, all very quiet. And so in Hebrews, we saw in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2, they the word didn't do them any good. And I've seen people come into church and been totally transformed. Others come in, been here for years, it doesn't seem to do them any good at all because of response look, I want you to look with me in Numbers, just have a quick look in Numbers chapter 40, you can always tell whether the word's impacting people, there's actually evidence of it, there's evidence, would you believe there's evidence to show if someone's in the word, and the word is living in them, here it is, here it is, and let's have a look at the example of Israel, remember we had the word, the Bible just said, the word that was preached didn't them any good. Now they had Moses, give me an Moses up here every Sunday preaching. You know, the water parts, goes out there and all the traffic stops. He holds his hand, traffic all stops. Everything is just as amazing. Puts his hands up and stuff falls down, a manner in the meeting, wonderful. However, they saw it all and still didn't believe. Miracles can assist your faith and power boost it, but they don't necessarily generate faith inside you. The word is what brings faith into your heart. And it says clearly, they heard the word, saw the miracles, and still they never got anywhere. I don't want to be like that. Meeting after meeting, Sunday after Sunday, never got anywhere. That's, just like, rubber. That's like spinning your wheels, isn't it, really? <laughs> Going nowhere. And uh, so now here's a few things you can tell, very clear evidence when unbelief lies in their heart. Now, in the Bible, when the word uses the word unbelief, it, it's exactly the same as the word translated disobedience. See, so to believe means to do, to not do means to not believe. That's what the Bible said. They entered in because of unbelief, because they actually didn't do what God said to do. Now have a look at this here, it shows up in their life, and they, the, the people come back with a negative and evil report. Now look at this, verse, chapter 14, verse 1 of Numbers 14. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and wept that night. And the children of Israel complain against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation, ah, if only we'd died in the land of Egypt. If only we'd died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword and so on? And uh, that, that our wives and children should become victims. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said, let's get another leader and go back there where we're familiar with. Okay, now, here's some of the... I, I don't want to expand. I just want to show you that unbelief always shows up in our life. Here's the first way it shows up. It shows up with self-pity and self-preoccupation when we face difficulties in life Difficulties of life, they're common to everyone How many people are going through a difficulty right now? You're facing some challenging situation A couple of people Okay, there are a lot of people facing challenges Financial, family, marriage, personal, all kinds of issues Here's the thing How you respond These things are there to help you grow How you respond in it is what determines what's going on in your heart Notice the first thing they did, they felt sorry for themselves. Second thing, they started to complain. They gave voice to the unbelief that was in their heart. And they found someone to complain about. You hear someone complaining, I hear unbelief. See, if I complain, oh, you know, what I'm really saying is actually I cannot trust God in the midst of this to work out some good for me and for all of us. That's what I'm saying. That's why we saw in Philippians 1, uh, Philippians 2, that verse we saw, Preceding it, uh, or coming straight in context there, it said uh, that God is working in you to will and do. It says, now do everything without murmuring and complaining. Everything without murmuring and complaining. Now, how many heard that today? How many thought that's for someone I know? <laughs> See, that's the problem. We sit in here, we hear, well, someone needs to hear that. I'll just get them that tape. But we think, well, what about you? If you've got your attention drawn to it, you needed to hear it. You understand, we just think we don't need to, but actually, God, our attention gets drawn to it, then the next thing that comes in, oh, someone else needs to hear that one. And I know, boy, they need to, I must get them that day. You know, and actually, God's drawn your attention to it because he wants, first of all, for you to consider, are you the one murmuring complaining, and negatively talking? These are things. Now, faith is in your heart. You can believe, look, you know, I've worked for and with and under the most outrageous people. I've always believed that God could do some good in the middle of it all. It's all about keeping attitudes right. It's certainly about attitudes. The third thing you notice there is they started to blame. They had, found, had to find someone to blame. Here's someone blaming, they're in unbelief. I can tell you right now. The person who's blaming someone else for their misery and problems is a person who's not trusting that God is sufficient for them to help them arise and win the victory in it. And then finally they drew back. They started to build walls and fences and drew back from the path of journeying forward with God. Well, that's a whole story just of its own but I don't want to focus there I want to focus on building the word of God in your life now have a look in verse 9 at the contrasting attitude of Caleb oh look at this he said ha don't rebel against the Lord don't fear the people of the land they are our bread their protection has gone from them and the Lord is with us don't fear them so a person who's got faith in their heart It's got confidence that if God has said, I can do this, and he's going to give us something, it will come about. The fact that there's a giant is there is an inconvenience. It's a temporary obstacle, and he calls it or redefines the giant, he redefines it as a Big Mac. Whatever giant you're facing is a Big Mac. It's there for you to eat and grow on. He said, these giants are bred for us. They're just actually an opportunity for us to grow because they've got, they look much, but their power is gone. God is with us. They look much, but their power is gone. Their problem looks great, but the devil's power is broken. God is with you. God is with you. I would never leave you, not forsake you, as the word says. If I was to meditate, God never leaves me or forsakes my same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in me. My spirit rises with great strength. See, that's what the word says. We need the word in our life. Tell someone, bang them, say, you should be listening. should be listening. Okay, so how am I going to get the word into my, into my heart? Well, let me give you some simple keys, very simple. It's not enough just to read it. You've got to build it and incorporate it into your life That's why if you're an internet scanner, you'll be full of information but not much substance You've got to actually slow down the pace and focus on applying one thing at a time into your life Things in the kingdom take place one step at a time There's no big swamp with information You go to one conference a year is about enough for me Because if I were to apply what I've learned, it'll take me the rest of the year to do it you go from this one, then this one, then another one, got to be this one here, and all you've got is this big high. But actually, at the end of the year, there's not a lot built. Do you understand? This is what is going on. We're living in an information age, and people are buzzed out and overwhelmed with information. Just start to say, if I was to ask you simply this, what two things are you currently working on in your life with God, believing Him for breakthrough? And If you can't say anything, then, then you're not in faith because it 's you need some giant or challenge to apply the Word of God and stretch your faith over to defeat that 's what ensures you 're in faith. The Bible says, examine yourself and see if you 're in faith." It says, contend for the faith there 's a challenge of us in christian life okay and here 's a few simple things and now. It's not one thing that does it. It's a combination of these things. Firstly, read the Word of God. Firstly, listen to the Word. Learn to listen to the Word of God. Two ways you can listen. One is you get CDs and just listen to them. And people who don't read too well, it's a great way of getting them in. Just listen to them, listen to them, listen to them. Janice has listened to them for hours. Now she's finding she's having encounters with God off what she's listening to. And she can remember large amounts of things. Because you just listened, and listened, and listened, and listened for God to speak. Put a CD on when you're driving. Let the Word of God just be playing while you're wandering around, driving around. Let the Word of God come. The other one you can listen to is yourself. Speak the Word of God. Pray the Word of God. Get the Bible and read out the Word of God. Give voice to the Word of God, and listen to what you're saying. That starts to affect you You are speaking it out to yourself Second thing is, read the Word of God But when you're reading it, read with expectation Ah, Holy Ghost How I mean, You can't get something The Bible's not an ordinary book It's written by someone Written by the Holy Ghost And so, what better than to have the author living inside me Holy Ghost Stir yourself up in tongues As you get the Bible, open it up and say Holy Ghost, I need you to speak to me Draw my attention to something you want to talk to me about today. And you start to read. Keep yourself alive. Stand up and read as you walk around. And you sit down too long looking, you get. Oh, have another cup of coffee and away a while. Go again. You know, it just gets. You just, I just get tired if I sit down too long, just looking at something. Get it and start to pray. Holy Ghost, speak to me and read it out loud. See? another thing you need to do is to meditate in the Word of God. Now when you meditate in the Word of God, all of your brain is active Your whole heart engages with the Word When you're studying, only the left part of your brain is active So a lot of people will read it, and then will study it, but actually don't take time to reflect on it and muse over it In Psalm 39 I think verse 3 David says, As I mused or meditated the fire began to burn Now to meditate takes a bit of time, and it takes a bit of discipline, because everything in you wants to get busy It's hurry, 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 hurry. quick tell me, give me the message now, quick give me to read it Now you see, this kind of lifestyle is not a spiritual lifestyle You've actually got to find and create moments to slow down your whole inner being, so you can begin to ponder the Word of God, and let it get into your heart And the first area of difficulty you'll have in doing that, is your mind will race, your body will race you've got to just begin to bring them down, say now I love the word of God God is speaking to me out of his word, and you begin to meditate, to meditate just take it and begin to imagine it, so read a story two or three times, or read a verse if you're drawn to a verse, start to ponder on it, start to just go over it and over it, and then begin to ponder on the verse, look at it and imagine it, see what it would be like if it was true in your life allow your heart and mind and soul to welcome it like a friend into your life, allow your imagination to begin to flow, let the Holy Spirit quicken things i found with some of the stories for example, as you meditate on them, and dwell on them for a while, they get a life of their own, they begin to talk with you So meditate on it See if what is God wanting me to do? If I was, say for example just a simple truth, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus Well of course to most people, the word redeemed has no no meaning whatsoever A lot of Christians, it's got no meaning at all Uh, The blood, covered by the blood you see, that's a lovely church term, but what does that mean inside? See, if I don't have a way of engaging with what that means, it won't mean anything except, oh, we're redeemed by the blood and the person, yeah, we are, we're redeemed, by let's sing about it. Well, singing about it is good, but it's not a substitute for embracing the truth in your heart. I am totally ransomed. Everything that needs to be paid has been paid so I can belong to God and walk close and intimately with Him and stand in His presence totally free of any corruption, disease or any decay in my life I stand there now totally clean before God That's what it means So imagine that and ponder on that and let that get into your heart and wrap around yourself the truth of standing before God absolutely innocent and free, let that truth change you on the inside It takes time for truth to come settle in, because a lot of other things we believe in our heart So the beliefs of the heart are shifted by putting in the truth, and breaking free, or renouncing, or letting go the things which have been dear to us, which we have believed yes. See a lot of people don't pray, I'll tell you why they don't pray It's not because we don't know how to pray, it's because in our heart one of two things is happening One we're overwhelmed with problems, or two, we don't believe if we pray that anything will happen. So, I don't think I'll go to prayer, why? Because I do not believe that the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man will avail much, or putting it more personal, I do not believe that when I pray, something will happen. and and because we've had disappointments and setbacks and we haven't processed them we haven't meditated and engaged with God to keep our heart in faith so keeping a heart in faith you did not receive it as the word of man but as in truth it is the word of God which energizes those who believe it so we begin to build these disciplines into our life Then we need to learn to speak or to clear the word of God there's nothing more powerful than speaking the word of God. I'll bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. If you stop praying that, your life starts to come up. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. Start to speak the word of God. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scorners but his delight is in the law of the Lord in his law he meditates day and night he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth in fruit in season his leaf shall not wither I like to get in the spirit when I'm praying and see it and picture it and when if you memorize it like that you can one you can pray it two you can pray it and then and personalize it The word of God is powerful but I got to get it into my heart by repetition meditation Confession, I've got to get it out of my mouth Speaking, the Bible says the world we see Was framed or created or formed By the words God spoke But if I give voice to his words I shift the spiritual atmosphere around me And I begin to shape my world People just forget it all the time We just keep forgetting it Think of all the miracles They were all done when Jesus spoke a word All miracles done Jesus spoke something And in the speaking forth that's why when you come into church, come into a gathering, one thing we need to be is vocal I need to give voice to my praise I may not have a very good voice, I may have a hopeless song to sing but There's enough people who drown it all out and they won't worry anyway. I'll get a new voice in heaven, don't worry about it I'd rather you sang or clapped or did something to exalt God see? And then finally I need to look, what must I do to put my word, this word into action In other words, begin to ponder If I really believe that word, how would I be operating in my life that is different now? What would I do that would be different? So take one area of your life, search God for a word on it, meditate, memorize the scripture, begin to meditate in it, begin to pray in it, begin to see what it would be like in your life, speak it out over your life, and then walk out day after day just doing that one thing that would make your life different, you'll find changes start to take place. They will take place, and you will find, oh my! The Word of God does energise me, because when problems come, the Word will come up that you've memorised When a difficulty comes up, the Word of God comes up back into your mind, and if you give voice to it, you feel the energy come again There is nothing like the Word of God to energise the spiritual man The Word energises your spirit, and when you are strong in your spirit You prevail over the stuff in your soul and your emotions and your thoughts and your mind because the life of God is inside you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you just love the word of God? Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. His word, his word. Mary said, be it done to me according to your word. Peter said, "And nevertheless at your word I will lower the nets." And he saw a miracle. Say, get the word into your life Here's the thing Listening will not get the word into your life Not just that by itself You've got to do something That's just a rise in our hearts so I'm going to get into the word of God I'm going to start to give myself to it hmm? Hey, this term, we've got word life coming up If you don't know how to look up a concordance Know how to get into the word You better come along and get trained There's plenty of someone Joyce, wonderful at teaching this She's going to help us in that area of learning about the word I'll share some keys, no doubt, over the next few weeks I want you to become a lover of God's words. Let God's words be in my mouth, in my heart, on my lips. Let the word of God be there. Amen. You say amen to that? Listen, just before we finish, there may be someone here who doesn't know Jesus Christ. This would be a great day for you to get saved, a great day for you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We'd love you to come up after the service and talk with us or talk with someone near to you about what it means to follow Christ, to walk with Him, have a life connected to God and with purpose in your life. We'd love you to know how to do that. But church, why don't we arise? Why don't we arise? And let's magnify God together. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Oh, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forgive not all the it. He forgives all your iniquities. He Heals all your